Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It's also Strange Brew Coffee House over in uh, Tuscaloosa. be a little weird, Robbie. Oh, I don't know if you're ready for this one. be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Possum Neck. Are you sure you pronounced that one correctly, Brian? Oh, my God. Rainsy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I wasn't confident enough to say it. From here on out, can you please make sure you're doing things that are pronounced I'm just going to make it easily every time. Every time. Be weird if it was in Vicksburg. If we say anything slightly wrong, which is like we might have been like one syllable wrong. The haters, that word. The haters show up. 15 people come out on Twitter. Anyways, oh, well, nothing we can do. I have been through Possum Neck. Well, there you go. I don't even know where it is. Where where is it? The possum neck is. I think it's on. Oh, it's uh. It is small enough that it's not on my list of municipal municipalities. I'm trying to. It's. I think it's in between. It's like off of fifty five. Hold on. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly it's where Holmes. it is. Yeah. It's it's like before you get to Duck Hill, I think. No, it's before it's uh it's right outside of um uh what's that? It's right outside of uh Vaden, I think. Vaden and like in yes. between Vaden and Durant. It's it off is, of fifty five. That, that is accurate. Yeah. You you could take you can get there from fifty one and then you go to west and then take nineteen. Or you can take take yeah. nineteen from Kosciuszko. Yeah. There it is possible. Thank God. Thank God I got that exact location correct because somebody would have tweeted me. Yeah, it, it is really almost smack dab between. It's it's a little to the east, but uh, between Durant and Vaden, you did good. You did good. I've I've driven on fifty five many times, and that's that's I not bet. it's not directly on fifty five. No, no, it's off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, but you know, I've I've been through there a time or two. Well, wherever you are in our great state, if you want to drink Strange Brew Coffee every single morning, you can do it. You just got to go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, order it for shipping to your house. It's just as simple as that. Whatever kind of coffee machines on the front counter at your house, they've got you covered at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find the maroon and white merchandise you are looking for. We are only a week away from opening day at Duty Noble Field. You haven't gotten new gear at this point. Well, good news. It's not too late. Stop by one of the two locations there at College Corner uh, in the Jackson area. They're originally by Fleet Feet. They're in Florida by the Half Shell. Or shop online at collegecornerstore.com. They can get that shipped out to you and probably have it to you right before first pitch. So, if you haven't gotten new gear yet, show up at Diddy Noble looking fresh with something new from College Corner. Restaurant Tyler is Starville's flagship restaurant. Best lunch, best dinner, best brunch. What else do I need to tell you? 
I think I, I may, I may, I may have to go there tomorrow. I may have to go to restaurant Thailand tomorrow. I'm craving a little fried catfish. That's what I'm, I'm thinking. I mean, fried I catfish, cheese grits, mac and cheese. It would, it would not be a bad decision. It do sound good. It do sound good though. Yes. So. Hopefully, I'll see y'all there. Enjoy a great lunch, the best blue plate in town every time at Restaurant Tyler. Priority One Bank is Central Mississippi's neighborhood bank. That's the place you want to head when you want to deal with people who have got your best interest in mind. And of course, their app, one of the best ones I've I've seen, really streamlined, really smooth, really easy to use. And you can do so much on it, manage multiple accounts, transfer funds, pay bills, set alerts, make payments. This is everything. Everything you can do at a Priority One branch, you can do on the Priority One app. 16 locations throughout Central Mississippi to serve you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Robbie, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just going to I'm just gonna talk about this for a second. Because last year, I think you and I took some heat because our basketball coverage was lacking. And I'll just come out and tell you that it lacked because I didn't want to talk about it. It was depressing. They were not fun to watch. They were not enjoyable at any point. And so I didn't talk about it very much. And are you, are you saying we're your fair weather? I that's that that's definitely one way to look at it for sure. That I I just you know there was and I think Mississippi State fans were kind of the same way. I think Mississippi State fans, by and large, just they just didn't care uh, about basketball last year. I'm looking at it right now. So this team last year, at this moment, on February the 9th of a year ago, they lost to Tennessee to fall to 14 and nine, five and they were better in the conference than they are right now, but they were they fell to 14 and nine. That was their one, two, three, four. They had lost four games out of five at that point. They would go on to make it uh, to lose uh, six games out of seven, with two more losses after that. And of course, as we all know, we all know how that season ends. The excitement level, not just you know for me, but for Mississippi State fans. It feels like, you know, we've been talking about it and talking about it, talking about it, like when their fans going to come back, when their fans going to come back. And look, last night's crowd at the hump, not great, but, you know, there's a tornado warning across basically the entire state of Mississippi. Not a lot could be done. But the crowd that was in there was locked in, was excited, uh, and 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 pulled for their team and and, and and provided a good atmosphere in a game that – it was kind of an ugly, boring game, but State basically controlled it throughout for except for maybe a five-minute span in the first half where LSU had the lead. It really I'm not I don't know that I'm willing to say that basketball is back. I don't know that I'm willing to go to that spot yet. But if state wins one of these next two games, I'm going to say that that basketball is back. I'll be honest with you. I think to Wednesday's game against the the Kentucky Wildcats, win or lose this game Saturday is going to be a massive crowd. Yeah. I think I think we've gotten past the point too where like you know you have to win this game to have a big crowd. Remember when we were doing that mm-hmm. for a while? You know, State was gonna have to win like six straight games for there to be a decent crowd at the hump. Mm-hmm. I think we've gotten past that. I think people are are actually excited about Mississippi State basketball, and I really do believe had last night not been severe weather and and 
just really ugly weather that it would have been 8,000 plus on a Wednesday night at 8 p.m. So I think Saturday is one of those games where, you know, whatever happens, it should be a really good crowd. But if you win that game, you're talking about potential sellout. I think it will be a sellout, actually. They're at 2,000 tickets left, I think, for that game. So they're going with a whiteout. You know, everybody's – the the hype's coming up on this team. <clears throat> they're hitting Arkansas at a really bad time. Yeah. This is an Arkansas team that's starting to get a little more healthy. They're starting to gain some confidence. They're playing at Bud Walton, which has been a tough place for State to play, although they've played a lot better there in recent years. It's just it's going to be a tough ball game. I don't think that's going to really deter people away from coming next Wednesday. I think people are bought in. Mm-hmm. I think people are excited about this team and they're ready to give them a final push. And this is one of the chances that you've had in the last you know decade plus to beat Kentucky. Yeah. This is not a Kentucky team that really scares you. They still got a lot of good talent, but I mean this this team has just not been that great this year. They've been just okay. Mm-hmm. Uh and states had chances to beat Kentucky the last couple of times they've been here and just couldn't find a way this is your chance uh, to beat a name-brand school, and it would also obviously be a good win for you. So I think I, I'm obviously expecting a uh, a really stellar crowd there uh, next Wednesday for Mississippi State, Kentucky. Yeah, and, and it goes beyond just the crowd. You know, the, the engagement we get now on social media, I mean, I'll just go, and you know this too. Last year, whenever you tweeted anything men's basketball related, it was met pretty quickly with "don't care, mm-hmm. don't care." You know, people were just like, "I don't care." You know, this team is terrible. They didn't care. They just wanted the season to be over. Now there's there's real excitement on social media, on message boards. When you talk to Mississippi State fans, when we talk about Mississippi State basketball on Sports Talk Mississippi, you know, the text line is pretty active with people saying, you know, that they're excited about the way things are going. So it kind of a roundabout way to get to this, but that, that's just a, a big thing. And then last night's game, as we were recording last night's game against LSU, it felt for like two seconds there that something was off. You know, State starts off hot. They were up 10 nothing, and then LSU goes, I think, on a 22-8 to run. They're leading 22-18. to And then Ole Miss, or I'm sorry, Ole Miss, LSU goes 12 minutes of game time. They finished the, the, fa- the, fa- the last seven minutes of the first half. And the first, I think, four minutes of the second half without scoring, without scoring a field goal. They scored one free throw in that time frame. State obviously grabs a lead, pushes it out, extends it, and then never really trailed and was never in trouble the rest of the way. Now, we say all that, LSU is not a good basketball team. We'll we'll tell you that. But State has now held three straight opponents under 50 points, or under uh, 55 points. That includes Missouri, who's... Scoring 83 a game. Missouri, next game back, scores 83 points on uh, on South Carolina, 82, 83 points. Defensively, this, this team has found a level and a consistency that I don't think anybody could have predicted before the start of the season. Yeah, the, the, the thing is, like, at this stage of the game, they're just not really getting rattled. And yeah. that's 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 been the the key thing. And we we saw that early on in the season. Do you remember like those times where they just really struggled to score, which has been a, a good portion of the season. But 
early in the season, those non-conference games they had against Marquette and Utah and, and teams like that, there were stretches where they just were having a really difficult time to score or, you know, the team would go on like an eight to ten to nothing run or something like that. And they just found a way to settle in and get back to what they do best and get over the hump. And really outside of just to me, outside of um, you know, maybe Georgia along with Tennessee this year, they have found a way to kind of overcome, you know, some some adversity. Even in even in some of those losses, I mean, even in the Florida game, they started off really bad, and then they got back in that ball game and they had a chance to to tie or win the game. Alabama, they had a chance late in that game too. So this team has shown kind of that, uh, like you said, consistency, and they've shown the resiliency. I think it's a, an even bigger example of that is the fact that they lost what was it seven of eight games, and have come back now and found a way to reel off four straight wins. You have a chance to go into Arkansas and get a win there. Um, and it's going to be very difficult, but you you have the opportunity. So this team has shown some some heart, some resiliency that a lot of teams in the past didn't. Um, they haven't been overwhelmed. They haven't shown. Um, you know, the propensity of just, you know, laying down or anything like that. So that's that's a really good sign for Mississippi State because I think that this roster is going to, to get better and better as Chris Jans coaches at Mississippi State. And, and no slight at all against these guys. I just think they're going to get a higher quality of player and more depth on their teams. So – we're seeing kind of the coaching aspect of it and then and also just how tough these guys are too. I thought what was very interesting about the LSU game was that you, know, you look at this this four game winning streak state's been on, right? Three of those games Tolu Smith is giving you outstanding performances. That's why he was the SEC player of the week last week. He was also really really good against TCU. But last night not his best game. He did have 10 points, but he was not good on the free throw line, which is something, you know, that's a little bit of a step back for him. And so State has to have somebody else step up, and they get that person. And it's DJ Jeffries, who, you know, gosh, we've been hammering him for the past few weeks. Been ice cold out there, but he found his stroke early in that game and got that done. Shaq Moore has has, has stepped forward and become a more consistent scorer. Robbie, if, if DJ Jeffries can – I don't think he's going to be five of six from three every night. But if he can be three of six from three every night – he can be, you know, four of seven from three every night. That is a version of DJ Jeffries. When you combine that, and you talked to Jans about that when you you asked him a question, you combine that with what he's giving you defensively, what he gives you rebounding, what he gives you when he has, he's asked to run the point and, and handle the ball. That is a version of DJ Jeffries that is a huge asset for Mississippi State. They desperately need Jeffries to build on his performance from from Wednesday night. Yeah, and you're you're not going to get. I don't think you're going to get anywhere close to five of six every night from DJ. No, but if he can knock down a couple of threes, if, if Shaq Moore can knock down, I mean, they were still one of ten outside of DJ last night. Yes, but if as a team they can collectively shoot six of eighteen, six of sixteen, or something like that every night, if they can get six or seven three pointers a night. Mm-hmm. This team changes on offense. They just do. Right now, and we saw it in the LSU game, 
it was difficult for Mississippi State to score on the inside. Against a lot of teams, it's going to be difficult for them to do that. And the centerpiece of their offense is still Tolu Smith. Yeah. You still have an all-SEC potential guy right there in the middle that teams are game-planning for. <clears throat> and they know Mississippi State struggled shooting the three-pointer. So to have a guy like DJ last night come out, and even when the rest of the team is struggling, it all balances out to 6 of 16, and it's still a solid night of three-point shooting as a team. That changes everything. It might be a little unbalanced. You might have a guy that shoots four of six and everybody else is, is two of ten. I don't know. But if you've hit eight three-pointers, you're in good shape. And that that changes everything. And that's kind of what DJ was talking about when I asked my question and bumbled over a question. I don't I, I don't know what happened. I had a Ben Waite moment where I just kind of freaked out, <laughs> forgot my question, and then forgot. Hey, I had a question, and I had to words. apologize it before, before I even asked. I was like, I don't know if this question makes sense, but I'm going to ask it. So. Yeah, sometimes we sometimes we just freak out a little bit. Yeah, but uh, you know, sometimes DJ, it's just good to give them that that heads up that hey, I don't know where I'm going. Just get on the train with me, and we'll see where it takes us. Yeah, this is this is stupid. So just a heads up first. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I, you know, I think it's just important for Mississippi State to have s- uh, some kind of semblance of three point shooting. Is to me, it's a lot like. Uh, running the football, and a lot of people don't want to hear that rant again. But you run the football to take some pressure off of your uh, your passing game, and um, for Mississippi State, you, you hit a few outside shots. It takes a little pressure off of what you do on the inside with with Tolu Smith, and you can kind of establish your offense that way and be a more versatile offense. So I, I really feel like if you can get anything like that on a regular basis, a six to sixteen night for the team. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a good night. I love Jans after the game. We're the Warriors. We hit six three-pointers. I thought that was hilarious. Um, Yeah. I mean, Jeffries, what he was able to do last night, and then, you know, Shaq Moore. Shaq Moore, his emergence, and again, you know, I like to credit my cousin, uh, Stephen Agostinelli. He calls him the straw that stirs the drink. Since he has emerged and, and taken over that role in the starting lineup, the team has just played better. But it's been a combination of all these things. The team has played better because Shaq Moore has emerged. The team has played better because Tolu Smith is making those shots that he, those good looks that he gets close to the rim. He's making his free throws. So is the rest of the team. I mean, as as bad as Tolu was in the line early in the season, we forget that a lot. Nobody was hitting free throws on on those in those early uh, SEC games. So they're playing better and better. Do you agree with me when I say I, I, I don't think they've peaked yet? They haven't played their best. They haven't played. I don't think they've played a truly complete game to this point. But but they're playing better each week. But they haven't played their best basketball yet. No, they have not. Uh, defensively, they've been really really good all year long. You know what you're getting on that side of the ball. But I mean, it's still a team that's. I mean, they scored 63 points against Missouri. They scored um, 64 against LSU. Mm-hmm. And you felt comfortable winning those games, and a lot of that was was the you know the the defensive performance that they had. I mean, it's still not an offense that's setting the world on fire, but it hasn't had to be. If you, if you're playing defense that way, just strictly being efficient, which is what they're they're starting to look like a little more on offense, goes a long way. You know, running a good offensive set, uh, running the play clock down to to you know. For three or four seconds and getting a good shot off, that 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 possession works. You don't have to come out there and score ninety points when you play defense the way that Mississippi State does. Mm-hmm. But there's still more that they can do on the offensive side of the ball. We mentioned the one for ten night 
for State shooting the three. Right. They're, they're not a great three-point shooting team. And they shot 52% last night mm-hmm. from the field. <laughs> I mean, so it's – I mean – they're so, yeah, getting I, I, I keep breaking that, that stat down every game where it's like if you take the threes out, they're shooting like 63%. Yeah. Yeah, I th- and again, I, I like State's offense. I think that I, – I was talking to Stefan last night a couple times, like the sets are nice. The open looks that they get, it's incredible. They, they get – I mean, I, I would say every two or three possessions, they're getting a great look. Uh, from somewhere, and a lot of times they just haven't been able to knock them down. I think it's coming a little more often for them, you know, whether it's one dude or or two or three guys. But um, you know, just just being able to be a little more consistent on the offensive end has has gone a long way for this team. But there's still more that can uh, that can come from this team this year, and I, th- I feel like they're starting to kind of take that climb a little bit. Every game, it looks like this team is getting more and more cohesive. And listen, they had that stretch last night. They go up by 10 early in the game, and they kind of, you know, they go quiet for several minutes. But the way that they rebounded was great. I thought the second half was really good. They shot 65% in the second half. So uh, you'll take that all day long. You absolutely will. Let's look deeper into this game with Arkansas. Let's move on into that. That's brought to you by our friends, over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. This weekend, if you're cooking out, nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. Head over to your local butchers, your meat markets, your grocery stores. Tell them you want to get some red meat this weekend. That's what I did. And you should do it, too. And, of course, like I said, if you're just staying inside, works just as well. Chili, beef stew, taco soup. They've got it all, and it's all red meat, and it's all going to be good for you and delicious. Enjoy it. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. That's right. It's not just, and I say it all the time, it's not just barbecue when you go to Two Brothers. It's a lot, lot more there. The food's fantastic. The people are great. This weekend, every weekend, if you're going to be in Starkville and you don't go to Two Brothers, I'm not sure that you actually came to Starkville. That weekend. It's one of the best places, not just in Starkville, but in the entire SEC. It's Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. Advantage Business Systems will deliver it to you. 48 years of doing exactly that. When you need technology for your business, you call Advantage Business Systems. And if you need service, you can talk to the same guy who made you the sale. When you talk to the big box companies, who are you talking to? Somebody you don't know, that you've never talked to, that you've never met, that you don't have any relationship with? Why deal with that when you can deal with somebody that you know and that you have that relationship with and then, you know, going to talk to you the same day and, and and get you taken care of the same day in a lot of instances? It's just the difference, and, and Advantage Business Systems makes it. The number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogues Collegiate Collection has the polos and pullovers you are looking for because they got the logos that you, the fans, want. No more gigantic off-center banner M. We're talking about M over S, Script State, Walking Bully. That's what you want to be wearing. They've got outstanding products, outstanding looks, and outstanding customer service. You know the Rogue. They've been around for a long, long time here in Mississippi. You know that's a name that you can trust to keep you looking the way you want to look. Head over to the Rogue in Jackson. 
Shop at therogue.com online. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Dolce at 509 University Drive next to Bluto's. That's Starkville's place for amazing gelato and artisanal grilled cheese sandwiches. You know, you think about a grilled cheese sandwich, man. It's like, okay, it's, it's, it's simple. It's easy. Well, it can be. The process is easy, but you can make them fancy, and you can make them delicious, and they do that at Dolce. Open Tuesday through Sunday, 11 at 11, and uh, Sunday at 1. Sorry, Tuesday through Saturday at 11. Sunday at 1. Dolce is the place to satisfy your sweet tooth. And coming soon to Dolce, finally, we're going to have bagels back in Starkville. So breakfast, they're going to be seeing me at Dolce because I love a breakfast bagel. I've missed City Bagel for so, so long. Glad to have bagels back on the menu here in Starkville. 509 University Drive, that's the place to, to head to head to Dolce. So if you've watched Arkansas this year, you know, this is this is a pretty typical Eric Musselman uh, kind of team. Uh, they get up and down the court. They're averaging 75 a game. Ricky Council, their leading scorer, 17 points per game. They've got three guys in double figures. They do out-rebound their opponents. They force turnovers. They're, they're, a, good, they're a good basketball team. There's no, no getting around that. They also block a lot of shots. They've got two, two players on the team, uh, Mikael Mitchell, and uh, his, I guess that's his, I don't know. You know what? I don't know if that's his brother or not, Makai Mitchell. So I'm not going to uh-huh. guess. Because you know, you know, as soon as I say it's his brother, if I say it's his brother and it's not his brother, we're going to take heat. And if I say it's not his brother... And you don't know anything about basketball. I don't know anything about Arkansas basketball. I'll be the first one to tell you. I don't know Jack. Anyway, they got shot blockers on the team. <laughs> Their schedule is kind of similar to Mississippi <clears throat> State's in terms of, of how SEC play started for them. They lost their first game at LSU, then one at Missouri. Then they lost f- four straight after that. So they lost five of their first uh, six. Then, since then, they have won uh, five of their last six. They beat Ole Miss and LSU. They, the only loss they have is in the uh, SEC Big 12 Championship to Baylor, not championship, uh, challenge. And then they've won three straight now against Texas A&M, South Carolina, and, they, of course, they beat Kentucky on uh, – on, on Tuesday. The South Carolina win is obviously one that... They whipped Kentucky. Yeah. One, one up With a guy in full, with a full pig nose costume on, uh, sitting center court, front, front row. Outstanding. Um, the, the <laughs> Think game he likes mashed potatoes? <laughs> Something like that. So the game that, I, that stands out to me is the South Carolina game. At South Carolina, they won by two. Uh, South Carolina had opportunities in the final minute twice to tie or take the lead and just couldn't get a shot to fall but had had opportunities and had a, a decent look at a tying bucket it just didn't it just didn't go through I'm kind of you know if you're, if you're Mississippi State I think you're kind of glad that they wouldn't they didn't lose that game because that would have immediately sharpened their focus mm-hmm. I think I think the playing close the way they did did something like that because they were really good Tuesday night. Uh, against Kentucky. You said it earlier, Bud Walton, tough place to play, especially a night game there, 5 o'clock tip. I don't remember for Mississippi State a game where there is less risk and more reward. State loses this game, and it really means absolutely nothing to them. You know, they, they just go on about their business. Whereas... A win would be absolutely massive uh, for this team. 
the net rankings as we're sitting here right now, and it's two fifteen on a uh, on Thursday, have not updated. So you know Tennessee losing to to Vanderbilt Wednesday night, that's not reflected yet in the new net rankings. Arkansas is qu- currently. What am I trying to say? Currently twenty third in the net ranking. State is currently forty seventh. My guess is when they these finally update, state will be jumping up to about forty five, maybe even forty four. Uh, just depends. Florida took a loss, so that state should get ahead of them. Um, a few other teams have lost uh, that uh, took took a loss last night that are there, you know, ahead of Mississippi State. So, or or in the same grouping there, you know that 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 bubble area with Mississippi State. So, state's got the quad one opportunity here, and it's also it's also a quad one opportunity for uh, or it's not. I guess it's not. It's not for uh, Arkansas. It's a quad two. Yeah, because states where, where is state now? Forty seven. Forty seven. Okay. Like I said, they'll probably be. I would imagine when they finally update these rankings later today or tomorrow that they'll be you know. 44, 45, but that doesn't affect anything. But Arkansas at 23, you have a chance to put a huge win on your resume. That would be a fourth, I believe, quad one win for State. Let me double check that. A third quad one win. Yeah, Utah's 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 dropped out. Yeah, Utah's sitting at 54 right now. Your quad Mm -hmm. one wins are Missouri at home. And uh, is that right? No, that's not right either. It's Marquette Mm -hmm. and uh, TCU. TCU, that's right. I, I knew it was a home game. Uh, Marquette and TCU. So a third quad one opportunity for Mississippi State, really big. Don't you think that should uh, you know affect the, the the way the team plays in a positive manner? That they really should be playing loose with no pressure on them. That that to me is the is always the setup for uh, a win on the road in a tough environment. Uh huh. It's playing loose. I don't know how many teams go on the road and get an upset when they're tight. You know, you, you might the the home crowd might put you over the top if you're tight. Going on the road, <clears throat> going on the road and winning a game is very difficult if you if you're playing um, pressure packed. If state goes in there, you know, thinking that you know we have to win this game to help our NCAA chances, I I don't know how effective they're going to be. I think they got to go in there and, and say, hey, guys, you know, we're playing with house money. We win this game, we, we're we really shooting up the radar in the NCAA tournament. And I think if they win this game, they should be back on the bubble and maybe even on the right side. I don't know at that point. Um, it's it's still – you still need to keep winning games. But you beat a, a, a team that's ranked inside the top 25 for the net on the road. You've won five straight games – you got to think Mississippi State's becoming kind of a hot ticket uh, with bracketologists out there, which I still think is crazy. We we call people that, but um, this is a, a Arkansas team that is getting better. They're getting more healthy. They got a superstar freshman um, that I think is is pretty special, and Anthony Black. That's probably going to be a um, you know a top pick in the NBA draft. He's having a great season. Mm-hmm. They're getting guys back. They're starting – Eric Musselman always has his team playing well at the right time. Yes. And since that – I mean, they're kind of experiencing what happened to Mississippi State, but they did it a little bit earlier. Outside of that Baylor game, they had already – they had won a couple of games and started to show that they were moving in the right direction, and they gave Baylor a, a good run on the road, and that's a good Baylor team. Yeah. And since then they've taken care of business. They went on the road. That that Kentucky game got my attention. 
Yeah. And the AM game as well, but that was at Bud Walton. Mm-hmm. To go into Lexington and just whip Kentucky like they did, score 88, because this offense is really good, um, that got my attention. State has played Arkansas really well in the past few years, but this is going to be a major test. And I, I think the best way to handle this is to go in there believing that, you know, anything can happen. Don't play too tight. If you win this game, you're in. You're going in the right direction uh, towards an NCAA tournament berth. If you lose, it's not the end of the world, but it does make your path a little tougher. Mm-hmm. Your your margin for error drops. Um, so I I think that it's a big game, and you know, looking at the schedule here, we have after this Arkansas game, you got Kentucky, Ole Miss. Missouri, A&M, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Yeah. You cannot lose. I, I'm, I'm starting to lean towards Mississippi State probably needs to be 9-9. Nine and nine. Yeah. I've been on that 8-10 and 10 train, but that Georgia loss is getting worse and worse by the week. Yeah. If they had beaten Georgia, they could afford a loss somewhere else, and maybe 8-10 and 10 would still get you there. But that Georgia loss is probably going to end up being quad three. Yeah. So, at that point, in the final – Six games, you can only lose one more time for sure, mm-hmm. and two more times you're you're. I think you're going to have to win instead of SDC tournament games mm-hmm. to get in. So this game would be tremendous for Mississippi State to grab to knock one more game off the list in that final six, mm-hmm. and then you're looking at. You know, you just need to win the games that you're supposed to win at that point. You know, Ole Miss and South Carolina. And then the Vanderbilt games would be really tough. They just beat Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's not going to be an easy ride. Right. But there, there are opportunities. I think that's the way to look at it. You have opportunities ahead of you here yeah. to make something happen. Yeah. Uh, that that is the. I think that is the correct way to look at it, To you know, the, the the big games for state are opportunities. The the games against the the quad three, quad four, you know, lower rated opponents, those are must wins. And if, yeah. I feel if that, that might feel a little backwards, it might be a little difficult to comprehend, but that's just the way it is. I'm not going to go out and pr- on a limb and predict a a win here, but a win for Mississippi State. I mean, you, you talk about grabbing some breathing room at that point. If you win this game. You're going to feel really good about your chances to finish strong and get in the NCAA tournament. But if you lose, you just got to get up off the ground and get back at it and, and try to find a way to win on Wednesday when you take on Kentucky. So low risk, high reward. That's the motto for Mississippi State this weekend. All right. Don't forget later today on Friday, we'll be ta- I'll be talking to a Mississippi State offensive coordinator, Kevin Barbet. We'll have that interview up for you just as soon as it finishes. Uh, and then we got some interesting stuff. We got some interesting sort of like away from the field stuff to talk about next week. On top of the fact that hey, it's the start of baseball season, we'll have a full preview of the Diamond Dogs. We'll obviously have ba- basketball to talk about. Plus, you never know what's going to happen over uh, with football. Guys, have a great weekend, Robbie. And I'll be back with you on Sunday for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Talk Mississippi Media Production.